Welcome back to Wake Up Winden, the podcast attempting to break down Season 3, Episode 6 of Dark. This episode is called Light and Shadow, and here with me is my lovely wife, Elisa, to break it all down. Good morning. Sorry, I shouldn't say good morning. <laughs> That's okay. You know what? I, f- I feel happy, Elisa, because this is the first time that we're actually living up to the name Wake Up Winden. You know, we had coffee. <laughs> we are ready to break down the episode. I should mention I'm your host, Brian. Uh, I always forget to say my name at the beginning of this, but um, thank you for joining us. We um, come at Dark from two different viewpoints. You know, I've, uh, I liked this show so much that I went back and started a podcast about it. I've seen them all like three times. And I like having Elise on because she gives us, you know, the... Do you want to give your perspective? Yeah, so uh, I am a Dark fan, but I would not say that I am a Dark super fan. (laughs) Um, I was introduced to Dark by Brian. Uh, We picked it up over quarantine. And mostly uh, for the first first month or so, I was just watching over Brian's shoulder. Um, I was intrigued. I liked it a lot. But um, I'm a person who, uh, honestly, I, uh, I I know there's going to be people coming at me for this, but film and uh, TV and media, uh, it's not, not the way I generally fill my time. Uh, <laughs> so when I do watch, it's usually something that Brian wants me to watch with him. But um, I think the characters in this show are so interesting, and uh, with season three coming, I... Uh, was a little more intense about watching. And so I think that for listeners out there who are, maybe this is your first time uh, just going through the whole series, maybe you've been binging, maybe you are feeling like you're completely lost uh, and you're just trying to apply whatever knowledge you do already have, that's that's the position I'm in. Um, I love, love uh, so many of the production elements here. Uh, especially in this episode, so many great scenes, so many great images uh, to talk about. Yeah. So, you know, and like you said, Elisa's just her first time through and I've seen it so many times and I still am really lost. So I think that just speaks to the show, right? Is how complicated it can be. And we're going to do our best to talk about it. But all the things Elisa was talking about, the characters, the production design, all of that. Um, makes the show what it is, right? Makes it what we like. It's so. an amazing show. Um, really, I think, you know, dare I say, a masterpiece. <laughs> uh, and just uh, how complicated, how many layers, and how many different uh, alternate possible, uh, you know, uh, reactions, I guess we could say. Yes. So, I mean, this episode, it's so confusing. It has it all. It has five Martas. It has time-traveling Aegon. It has... Uh, the dueling apocalypse energy machine that's happening to Marta. So um, we're going to try our best. It's it's uh, confusing at times, and uh, we'll try to break it down. Um, so uh, do you want to uh, do you want to get into the episode, Elisa, or okay, do you want so to talk about kind of the whole? I think that uh, first, let's just recap exactly you know what went down in this episode. Let's give us a little plot summary here. So. Um, we know that the apocalypse is impending. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a countdown let on from six hours, three hours, you know. Um, we can feel the, these heats in this episode, right? Yeah, literally, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, the alternate world is dealing with their apocalypse in this day. And we're trying, we follow that whole story and how, how it occurs there. 
And also, we kind of have, you know, the backstory between... Uh, more backstory between Adam and Ava and their fight to control Jonas. And I just... It's all about, for both of them, they can be fooled so easily by saying, oh, it's to save Marta, or, oh, it's to save Jonas. That's all they need to hear. And they're, okay, I'll do anything you say, older self, or older girlfriend, older boyfriend. Really appealing to the ego here yeah. <laughs> of Jonas yeah. and Marta. Uh, they're the only ones, you know, this is, everything depends on them, which... For the sake of the show, I will allow it. <laughs> yeah. They want to, ch- like, they think they can change their destiny, right? That speaks to their ego, that they right. think they're the ones that are Correct. powerful enough, Correct. right? Well, and that's, you know, uh, apparently what this whole family tree, this whole infinite loop uh, depends. It intersects between these two. Yeah, and I guess I, I guess technically they are that important, right? <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they create the origin, and, like, we saw this episode, like, we gets revealed that there's two different loot they're on, they're on two different paths right there's two Jonas's and two Marta's and I think that's really hard to wrap your head around right there is an actual side-by-side shot of these two paths and it's <laughs> my brain is still hurting <laughs> yeah, I'm completely fried from all of this completely so. fried um but Lots, lots going on in this episode. We also have uh, some Ulrich action that uh, we've been missing for a long time. Yeah, a lot of Ulrich. Uh, Looking, looking bad. (laughs) Not looking so great. Yeah, I mean, his best look is when he's, you know, trapped and sad in the uh, old, you know, in that psychiatric ward. Uh, Because we actually feel bad for him. We forget all the terrible things he's done in his life. But that's okay. Yeah, and we'll we'll get a little taste, uh, a little bit of that drama, that chisme back in here. Uh, um, We have a lot going on with Bartosz and his father in this episode. We do have a... uh, we For as intensely... uh, Like... You know, we dive really deep into physics in this episode. Too deep. But but, um, even despite all of that, we do get some advancement on the crime scene development um, as well. With, you know, they're beginning to put these pieces together, recognize that there is something, uh, you know, beyond what they were expecting with these pennies, with uh, Mads, you know. So we really... Tick off a lot of boxes in this episode. Yeah, that's right. The investigation, they start to connect the dots. And um, a lot of it is reminiscent of the season one investigation with slight tweaks. You know, they don't know about the penny in the season one. But uh, the conversation Ulrich has with Charlotte, really similar. Uh, the voicemail he leaves her, I should say. So uh, just a lot of cool things like that. Yeah, a lot of uh, reflections here in the B side. <laughs> um, I think, you know... We better dive right in. Yeah, let's, let's go to the first scene. So, okay, so this is set up, um, the first scene, it's the Apocalypse Day, but it's in the uh, original world. It's 2020, June 27th, and the Apocalypse is going to happen, and we expect Marta to come in and save Jonas. But this time, what happens? This time, uh, Jonas hears the house rumbling, uh, he looks around, nothing's going on except, uh, you know... Impending doom. <laughs> and he leaves for the basement, right? Yeah, Luckily, makes a run for that. it. Yeah. Makes a run for it, which, you know, I assume means that he got out safe. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, part of me was wondering, oh, has there been a secret passageway to the bunker all along? <laughs> <laughs> you made it there underground. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, so, instead, he this is one of the paths, right? So, um, 
this path, Marta doesn't come, and he becomes the stranger version of Jonas, and ultimately he becomes Adam. So that's one of the paths, and then the other path is where Marta saves him, and he creates the nameless trio. Yes, and uh, so we're introduced to this scene in the very beginning, uh, but we do revisit this uh, later during our, quote, musical montage, uh, when we see an actual reflection of this scene happening at the same time. Yeah. Which uh, really helped me. <laughs> yeah, but the montages do help, like, uh, just kind of crystallize everything or let you sit with it, right? Right. So, um, we do see the house blown up. Yep. Um, which, we have seen this scene kind of as a flash yeah. many times before, but, uh, you know, now, especially later in the episode, when we get an actual countdown, um, whew, it makes it a lot more concrete, right? That this is happening, and it's happening today. Yes, and this apocalypse seems to be much worse because it totally obliterates all life. Um, in the alternate world, it's uh, somehow even worse than the original apocalypse. You know, uh, <laughs> on the scale of apocalypse, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's about a nine point five. It's a pretty bad one. Yeah. Um, okay, so what really confuses me and is that the the fifth version of Marta. So there's a mar- version of Marta that gets locked up right um, in the cage, and she's not with the other four Martas, which um, kind of took me a little bit to just wrap my head around because this is like alternate Marta two. She, she has been, uh, she left Jonas aside after taking him back in time. And now she was in 1888 and that's where she is locked up. The other four Martas were all in the same room together at one point. Ugh. So try, um, yeah, sorry if I make no sense. I normally, when I see Marta, I ask myself a few questions. One, does she have bangs? Two, uh, does she have a big cut on her face? Yeah. And what side of her face and what degree is the cut? Yeah. Um, you know, on, in one version, she's just got a little cut right on the um, left side. On the other, um, in another version, she's got a giant, uh, dare I say, almost Tyrion Lannister-like right, cut yeah. across her face on the other side. So um, the other question I ask myself is, does she look real scared? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there's a real scared version. I think it's B-side version. <laughs> yeah, this more scared version is probably the version that doesn't know, like, that knows the least. The, or yes. The original one. But when she, but once she, like, changes into the outfit she's going to wear for the, um, to, to, to save Jonas. You mean the shadow outfit? Yeah, the shadow Ooh. outfit. I, um, she looks really confident at that point. And yes. She, and that is the version that knows the least. So there is... Somewhat of a change. But uh, the cut you bring up, so the big one, I don't think we've seen that happen yet. We have seen the little one where she um, cuts herself on the fence just going yeah, in. Yeah, it's just a yeah. it's just a flesh wound. Right, right. <laughs> the other one looks really terrible. And the version that's in the cage does not have that big cut. No. But the version that shoots Jonas does have that cut. The hook cut. Yes question mark i think um i think so i think that's true yes i I could be wrong but i think that's right now i do want to talk more about this marta that does not know exactly what's going on um because uh, i you know we've got a couple names for her i think we've also called her yellow jacket yeah yellow yeah raincoat yeah raincoat marta uh yellow jacket's like a wasp (laughs) um but there is a really great illusion in this scene um that I think portrays a lot of this particular um, reflection of Marta, as well as her relationship 
to the Marta that she saw kill Jonas. Yeah. So she's living with that uh, reflection image in her brain. And we see her standing at the sink. She is furiously scrubbing at her hands, uh, washing at her face. And for all of you theater people out there, this was probably reminiscent of uh, Shakespeare's Macbeth, uh, Lady Macbeth, and her infamous out damn spot uh, speech. So if you're familiar with Macbeth, you know that uh, Lady Macbeth and her husband conspired to murder uh, the king, but... Uh, Lady Macbeth suffered some intense guilt and insanity shortly thereafter, which is captured in this ugh, so powerful monologue uh, out damn spot. And here we see. Um, what I love about this is that we know that this Marta did not commit the murder of Jonas, but she feels the guilt nonetheless. Yeah. Take that 10th grade level. Uh, so. <laughs> that's Stunting! Not, yeah. But, uh. <laughs> so, yeah, it wasn't her. It was the other version of her, the older version of her. And, um, we've also seen, like, a scene just like that when Claudia was washing her hands, and she actually did kill her father in that scene back in season two. So, um, a couple of allusions to Macbeth, right? In this, uh, for this show. Well, I mean, I think that, uh, you know. The idea here is that guilt will drive you mad. And this is a, I mean, of course, Lady Macbeth, it's so evident with the actual hand washing here. But um, it's a common theme in a lot of literature. Um, You know, guilt will drive you mad. We see it in The Telltale Heart. We (laughs) see it in uh, Agatha Christie's And Then There Were None. So, you know... um, And in this show, right? Like, uh, everybody. (laughs) Every Every single character. Everybody has something to be guilty for. And at the same time, you feel bad for many of them, if not all. Um, uh, We should mention the letter. Um, He finally reads the letter. Oh, yes. Uh, Let us go back to 18... (laughs) He does say... uh, The letter says that they're a perfect match, and she says that she's trying to make things right. And in the other world, Jonas is trying to make things right. Again, Reflections. uh, The show is famous for that, right? Right. We also get a call back here to the Red Thread, uh, to our... (laughs) Damn Thread. Our other play that, that we A-word. will not name. We will not be saying the A word on the show anymore. Um, <laughs> the red thread, right? Yes, the red thread. Uh, okay. Which then he burns the letter and yeah. we're like, good. Yeah. But won't it just come back? No, I'm just because at the end of the episode we see that it was middle-aged Marta who had brought the brought the letter in the first place, yeah. setting pieces in motion. And uh, the pocket watch, correct? Yeah, the pocket watch as well. That's Ikea. For these, Charlotte. For Charlotte. And these objects... I just can't keep track of them all. They go all over the place. Flying around yeah, in time and space dimensions. Pennies, watches, time threads. machines, threads. Um, okay, so back to, you know, uh, right after this, um, Marta washes her hands. Okay, yes, we that have, powerful scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, in walks... Magnus. Magnus. Yes. yes. Um, Goth boy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this version of Magnus, not quite as angry as his uh, counterpart... In his other dimension, but um, really has a tender moment here saying, you know, why'd you do this to mom? Like, mom doesn't yes. deserve this. And I agree, Magnus. Yes. Katarina does not deserve any of this. Yeah, and I found it interesting because in the other world, they were not like this. Or he wasn't like this. Marta wasn't like this towards Katarina. Um, right? They were terrible towards her. Oh. They ignored her. Absolutely. And 
you know, they were dealing with the loss of Mikkel, the loss of Ulrich, and it seemed like they never communicated. But they were really mean, like, just hateful kind of towards their mother in that world. So yes. this is good to see at least Magnus sticking up for her. Right, right. And especially yeah. after the last episode when we saw... Uh, what happens that, to yeah. Katarina, yeah. Um, what, so her fate in the other world is so horrible that her mother ends up killing her in a time-traveling nightmare. Yeah, talk about tragic yeah. character. Yeah. So, and then, you know, this version... Um, I don't know. I, I, I know I'm jumping ahead a minute, but it was... I did find, like, it kind of sweet her dying with Mikkel. Like, she, at least she was Aww. with Mikkel, like, at the end, like, okay. right in the apocalypse. Okay. I don't know. That kind of... It's in a twisted, horrible way. It kind of, like, made me happy she was with him. Well, I think that we kind of saw two, uh, you know, um, full... We saw a full spectrum for Katarina and all her different variations, right? We yeah. saw a completely horrific ending for her, and yet now... And now we see this, um... Well, uh, if you had to choose, that would be an okay, (laughs) that would be a better way to go, right, with your loved ones. And if, you know, Ava gets her way, she'll be able to, you know, go on the treadmill and do it over and over (laughs) and over again. Correct, correct. So, um, after this... He doesn't believe her too, right? Right, after this tender Mm -hmm. moment, uh, flip the switch, because Mm -hmm. Magnus, uh, his empathy runs out. Yeah. Um, Marta is saying, uh, it's happening today. Yep. The apocalypse, barrels, uh, everything is bad, and, uh, you know, uh, can't fault Magnus here, uh, for, was the approach the most tender? No. No, no, not at all, but it is kind of like, you know, the Parks and Rec episode where, like, hail Zorb, Zorb says the world's gonna end soon, and, you know, they're treating her like Leslie Leslie Nope treats the people who are the Zorb followers, right? They don't believe her, they think she's out of her mind, so, um... I mean, it's tough to believe that the apocalypse is coming, right? Right. Now, you know. I would love a, I would love a German consultant here because the translation that we see on the screen is "Have you got a screw loose?" And I, I suspect that in German that is the you know rough translation. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's exactly what uh, <laughs> the intention was. What I would say is, uh, listen, people. Uh, I'm a person who has lived with some. Uh, mental strife before, and uh, I can really empathize with both Marta and Magnus here. Because for Marta, she's living her truth. (laughs) She is... uh, She's right. She's right. She has reason to be acting this way. Um, But I also understand from Magnus, uh, you know, if you are an outsider and you are not experiencing, uh, you haven't received this message... Uh, what's the, what's the quote, uh, you know, to those who don't hear the music, uh, the dancer is mad, right? Yeah, well, and think about Magnus' day he has planned here. I'm going to the lake with Francisco. Uh, Oh! Don't, don't ruin my day, please. Please, ruin my day, I'll ram night. You were mean to mom. Forget the apocalypse. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. so he, he, uh, you know, to his credit, he's still a teenage boy, doesn't want any, uh, doesn't want anybody to harsh his vibe. Right, right. (laughs) Um, but yeah, the, uh, it's 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 just tough that nobody can get on the same page and with good reason. I mean, there are some characters who accept the time travel quicker than others and for some, you know, it's rightfully not understandable. So, it's poppycock. Just, yeah, so um yeah, it's it's tough and you know, when there's four Martins talking to each other, it's kind of uh, it's kind of kind of makes you think Maybe Adam's right. Maybe we just got to blow it off. <laughs> I, I heard that. Yeah. Heard that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, there is a brief moment here. Uh, you know, you'll learn to forget him. Everything will run its course. 
Yeah. Um, time, you know. <laughs> Father time is undefeated. You'll you'll uh, you'll forget him eventually. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, the paintings are all burned, and that was from like the very first scene of um, season three, right? When the nameless trio comes in and they burn everything down. Oh yes. And we kind of mm-hmm. see, I guess, the aftermath of what headquarters looks like now. Right. Right. Um. So. Um, back in the cage. Back in the cage. <laughs> yeah. Um. Adam gives his version of paradise, right? Uh, eternal darkness in which Ugh. nothing exists. Preach, yeah. my man. Preach. Let me sink into nothingness. Yeah. It's like that, like Will Ferrell on the airplane when he's uh, uh, the bad flight attendant, and he's like, "When you're dead, you're dead." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Um. And and you know, just uh, just how rich this world and this history is that, um, you know, we're talking about how sick Moon is, townhouse. They wanted these things, but just uh. You know, the story within this world and the the legend is so rich all the way back to these people trying to create their own paradise. And now, uh, not today, says Adam. (laughs) Yeah, for him, it's his selfish version of paradise. Um, I guess the contrast is like, it really is that like Ava, they just want it to keep happening over and over again. I guess why? And maybe the question is, is this repeating life better than no life at all and adam's arguing no it's not and is that what they're arguing that well um so adam wants eternal darkness Mm -hmm. but uh several times avas talks about that darkness will end with light and uh you know it's kind of uh harkens to a sunrise right uh you think that the night will last forever, but at the end, every single day, so far, <laughs> yeah. the sun has risen. It has continued this loop, right? Yep. Um, and so, really, what we're seeing here is uh, Adam wants to end that, wants uh, to sink into darkness in nighttime forever. He wants to go to sleep. He's tired of this shit. Again, <laughs> like, Adam, yeah. speak in my language. <laughs> uh, six hours until the apocalypse. Yeah, and we get, like, the very first scene between Alexander and Bartosh. Okay, both of these uh, looking like grown men. Uh, Alexander, I have maintained uh, this is... This version of Alexander, by far the best. Yeah, uh, I, I love him. <laughs> yeah, the silver, uh, you know, beer. Oh, well, it's not a beer. It's like stubble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, few days growth. Yeah, few days growth. Um, and also Bartage looking like a grown man here. Yeah, uh, he's grown up. Not quite as good looking <laughs> as his dad. Or as the older version of himself. Will no, become. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is a uh, when he wanted to have long hair and. Not really know what to do with it, but push it back in a kind of artist way. <laughs> I get Wear it. a scarf. <laughs> Preparing for the 2020, uh, the real 2020 pandemic, you know? Right. But uh, aside from, you know, this father-son, uh, you know, together, we are given a deeper secret. Now, okay, just refresh me here. Yeah. We've never heard him admit to this Period. To, uh, to Bartosh. So we we know we know about Bartosh. Right, right. We know about Bartosh. But yes, but... that the him telling Bartosh never happens in the other world. I don't even think they ever talk in Yeah, the has world. he ever spoken it aloud, I guess is what I'm wondering. Um I wanna say like only with Hannah, because okay. Hannah's the one that's black. Correct, him. correct, correct, correct. So and um obviously Clausen's investigating at the end of season two and trying to get to the bottom of that whole situation. But yeah, we never knew that uh, Boris Newald's. I mean, we Bartosh never knew that. 
And what I want to say about Newald, that name, is a combination of Nielsen, Katarina and Ulrich, and Conwald, um, uh, which mm. would be Jonas, right? And uh, mm. Michael, Michael and Hannah. So um, there has to be a connection with that. And I still haven't worked out how that comes into play. And I don't think he's on the family tree. So, um, and correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I'd have to, I still need more information about Alexander. Right. Um, you know, he, well, and the, in this version, he, he, you can see he's attempting to make some right, yeah. uh, you know, wrong some, uh, right some wrongs. Yeah, at Everything first, Everything is backwards right? and reversed in until, this strange world. Until he ignores Bartosz later. Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah we'll talk. Um, yeah. He does say, um, a lot of comment in this episode about what do you believe, really, yeah. uh, Oof, Fate. But, you know, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, it's like 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah, we're waking up. But, yeah. but um, he says here, sometimes we make decisions we can never undo. Right. And he's talking about, you know, his past in 1986. And he says he's not a murderer. It was an accident. And I believe him. I oh. believe him. I believe... <laughs> well, and, uh, you know, we get some uh, contradiction to that thought later in the episode, which we'll discuss but um, he does reveal that he never told this uh, to his wife. He never told this to them. And then uh, Bartage decides he's had enough bounces. Yes. So, um, yeah. So that, that's how that scene. Bar- Bartage leaves. I, I can't remember how that scene ends. Um, yes. He yeah. walks away. He slams the door, I believe. Gotcha. Um, so angsty teen stuff. You know, and I just honestly don't remember because I was so excited yeah. by this next scene. Oh, my gosh. Uh, anytime you get <laughs> Hannah, it's, it's gold. Pregnant Hannah! Oh my gosh, she is in her prime in this episode. First of all, uh, love the outfit. <laughs> yeah, she's got a cool robe, right? Uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, like a full-length nightgown type thing. Uh, it looks divine. Uh, looks exactly like what I would like to wear any day of the week, but especially if I was 8.999 <laughs> months pregnant. Right. Um, but, uh, also, I mean, and of course, like, yes, I will comment on the costumes, <laughs> but, um, I mean, aside from that, she's here in her home, uh, she was handling a gun at one point, right? Yeah, <laughs> she, it's, it's, she does that in the earlier seasons. Yes, too. um, so no. she, you know, she really seems to be in her element here, and she really takes that to the next level, as she should, when in barges. <laughs> Charlotte. Yeah, so Charlotte comes in. At first, she's uh, asking how she's doing, right? Everything's okay. And then she says, now listen to me. Ulrich is mine. Don't you forget it. (gasps) And then Ulrich comes down, and she changes her tune completely. So, would you like to drop out with Peter sometime? The look on her face. Give this woman all of the awards. Wow. Oh my gosh. I would like her to be eligible for an Emmy. Maya Shun, if, if she is eligible, she should be the winner. Um, so, yeah. Um, honestly, this scene is not even very long, but uh, it's electrifying. So... <sighs> and why is Charlotte there? Okay, this is really... Um, this is something that I think is the biggest uh, diversion from her other uh, <laughs> version of yeah. herself. Um, yeah, she barges right into her house. Yeah, she is different. Um, this, yeah, even, like, the way she answered okay to, like, how, the question, how are you doing, she just seems so different from the other version of Charlotte. Well, um, here, yeah, I think that this Charlotte, it's complicated, right? Um, because 
there's a big part of her character development in this world that are we supposed to like her? Is she bad? Uh, you know, um, <laughs> I I will always like Charlotte. <laughs> well, you know, I guess um, she just honestly um. Barging into someone's house unannounced is something that Ulrich would do. (laughs) That's true. And Ulrich is like, what are you doing? You can't do this. Well. Uh, (laughs) And she's like, your phone was off. Police business, right? Yeah. um, And again, this something Ulrich would do is just barge in uninvited. uh, Or Hannah. Hannah does it to Ulrich too. Okay. Yes. Excellent point. So, and and there is, it's, it's a brief split second of a moment where there's all three of them in the frame um, both women are looking at Ulrich. Ulrich is looking back at them. And like you said, it's just what Hannah did to Ulrich, what Ulrich did to, you know, it just, it goes and goes and goes in this one little scene. And I could talk about this, I could talk about this scene all day because of just how rich and juicy the acting is. And just, uh, you know, that moment, you can see that Hannah gets exactly what she wants she makes the threat. Ulrich comes in and saves the day. Oh. Hi. Yes, come back with your husband. Yeesh. Um, wouldn't you like to see that scene? Oh, I would die. Yeah. I would die to see that Maybe, scene. Maybe, like, the apocalypse happens and, uh, you know, the most messed up thing that can occur is that double date. So that's what we'll start with <laughs> afterwards. So hopefully we'll get to see that. I, that's what I want the first scene of episode seven to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love that scene too. And uh, yeah, two of my favorite characters interacting are Hannah and uh, Hannah and Charlotte. And even though Ulrich is a scumbag, I do enjoy when he's on screen too. So Right. So, um, you know, Hannah, um, you know, exit Hannah. <laughs> um, and... We get why Charlotte decided to come over, um, because there's been a very strange development with this coin. Yeah, and she makes a very quick leap to time travel, right? That uh, <laughs> the two coins are identical because of like a little indentation, and I I guess time travel would be an explanation. I don't know if that would be my first theory. I think I would maybe lean towards like, is there a machine that duplicated it? Or <laughs> yeah, something like that? I mean, and like. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just push... The, I mean, there's, like, penny stretchers. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, it, it's not yeah. that... So, I, I think that this is a little bit of a movie magic. Yeah. You know, uh, I think to kind of, uh, you know, speed the plot along. Yeah. Is, and, and, you know, it's established. I think that, uh, fortunately, this new world seems to be a little bit more mystical anyway, so yeah. it kind of lays the ground. And Jared and I had talked about, too, how, um, you know, Charlotte kind of has this past where she was talking about time travel in episode five, like, mm. in the 80s. So... We kind of talked about how she's a little bit more ready to believe it because of her past and because she, you know, meets Peter and they talk about time travel. So I guess she's kind of been primed for it her whole life. So maybe in the other worlds that happens too. Fair point, fair point. Um, Um, She does say, (laughs) as if the penny traveled through time. Yes. (laughs) She's right on it. (laughs) Right on the... (laughs) Good job. Good Good job, job, police officer. (laughs) Um, okay, back with Beside Marta. This is another scene um, where I think that if you did not grasp a lot of what was going on uh, in all of this discussion about worlds, this scene, even though it's Katarina and Marta, it's not Adam, it's not anybody else, but there is so much packed into this one scene. Um, Marta and her mother, Katerina, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, waking up. Oh, geez, geez, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's the haircut, right? She gives herself a haircut. Yes. Too. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Which is kind of unrealistic, right? She gives herself like a perfect. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, a fantastic cut. Yeah, I'm sorry that we didn't discuss this earlier. She does cut off That's her just hair right, as. Right that scene. Yeah. yeah. Um, she cuts off her hair as part of the like out, right? Mm-hmm. Out, damn spot. Off with the hair. Right. Um, but in this scene with Katrina and her, um, and Marta. When she has the outfit. She's in the, she's in the time traveling outfit. Okay. So the images here were just off the chain. Um, there's, there's a shot where Marta is in her shadow, all black. She's got her blunt bob. She's got her bangs. She is all dark and she's, you know, it's. It's just an excellent use of scenery and prop. Um, right behind her is a desk. It's like a full hutch desk, but it's like a honey blonde wood color. And her black costume against that hutch, opposite of Katerina, whose hair is like a bright blondish strawberry. You know, you know Katerina's hair color. But the wall behind her is black. And so cool. we have this, and, and the, the Light and shadow. yeah, the free, the, the image is only, you know, half a second, but it's, it's a light and a shadow, a yin and a yang. And to even further that, when Marta asks, do you believe in fate? And Francisca answers, well, I think that we're individual actors. Yeah. That they make their own fate, right? Yes. Yeah. And just, uh, <gasps> Ooh, whoosh, you know, I, yeah. I don't, I, I'm, I'm not sophisticated enough to really go <laughs> deeper than this, but I just wanted to point it out. <laughs> no, that was really cool. You pointing out the costume and the set design. Cause it's something, you know, I wouldn't pick up on. I would just be like, Oh, she looks scary. Oh, she looks like she's ready to time travel. <laughs> so, um, black hair, but black yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Right. um, but I do think, you know, that whole conversation and again, you get another kind of character rep for Katarina, you know, the show. The show is kind of cool because even if a character dies, you could still have the actor come back. And she gets to wrap up another, like this version of the character and gets to give her speech on we're all individual actors. And how, you know, you know, weird is it or scary is it that in her other world, she was an individual actor. She went back in time and that ended up getting her killed by her own mother, which is just so dark and twisted. Right. Um, so, right. yeah, the show lives up to its name. Well, yeah, and, and I also love that uh, through these different characters, we get different uh, takes on how yeah. they might act. Like, we uh-huh. hear, did you cut your hair? You know, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, you know surprisingly low-key about it. Yeah, she's, you know, not too concerned. <laughs> yeah, well, and uh, to be fair, you know, Marta's looking uh, like yeah. death, and she's been missing all night, yeah. so it's kind of like a, you cut your hair? Yeah. Yeah. It's... And I guess the other thing um, I wanted to say is, it's in another contrast to the other world is that how willing she is to talk to Marta um, in this world. Cause in the other world, she said, you know, if, if you ever, if you ever need anything, I know you and our father are going through, you know, divorce right now, but I could still talk to you. And that, right. is, that does not happen in the other worlds where they want to talk yeah. at all. Just uh, again, like illustrating the different really types of relationships and approaches that people can have. So powerful here. Yep. And she suggests take care of something. So bye. bye. <laughs> so she leaves. And yeah, it's, uh, 
Yeah, kids just leaving their parents high and dry a lot, a lot of times. Yeah, and uh, now I think in a past episode, uh, you know, that was a difference in culture, right? Uh, you know, the Germans are like, bye kids, you know. Uh, then I'm, I'm down with that. I wish we were more that way. Here. Yeah. Um, so we have a picture of Jonas in the bunker. Yeah, that's from the vision board, right, of Claudio? Yes, yeah. and uh, we hear the crackling of our radiation detector. Yes, about 3.6 Rotogen. Uh, you know, not terrible. <laughs> <laughs> not great. Yeah. Um, the glowing orb, right? That's what it leads Claudia to. Yes, and this one looks pretty benevolent. Um, it's pretty like uh, you know, it's yeah, chaotic it's, it's and like. like the sun, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, it's 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 pretty contained, glowing. Claudia uh, approaches, looks totally enthralled, and stop. It's Jonas. Oh, <laughs> looky here. Yes. Uh, they cut away for a little bit, right? We get uh, the three Martos. They're making one of the, the youngest Marta write the letter that we'll see get delivered to Stranger Jonas, who will then burn it down. Oh, jeez. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, Ava says something here that I think, uh, you know, I believe they've mentioned before, but I think really encapsulates. Uh, it's, this is the switch point. It's, oh, God, this uh, part. The yeah. junction of time. Yeah. So this is, this is the part where I'm just doing my best to keep up right that's uh two paths they're overlapping realities on one path he dies and one path he lives and i believe the same would be true of marta too quantum entanglement <laughs> yeah it's a, a that's that's true love i think right oh <laughs> yeah. that's so poetic yes. Ryan. <laughs> um, well uh, <laughs> adam he doesn't want nameless the nameless trio to be born at all he wants darkness and like I said, they want everything to keep happening again. Um, but they said one path triggers the other, right? Because uh, I'm just trying to like speak this into mind. Forgive me. But if Jonas is the one who time travels to the other world and creates creates nameless trio, but then they want to go back and switch. I'm mixing it up. I can't even. I can't even do it, guys. It's so hard. <laughs> but yeah, the nameless trio is still. Uh, it's still a little beyond my uh, comprehension exactly. Yeah how and where and why and who um and to be honest uh you we know, know it's Jonas and Marta's baby but beyond that yeah, yeah and um you know for agents of light if that's what we're claiming they sure are creepy <laughs> very creepy uh yeah not my Jonas and Marta no yeah and, and there's a lot of you know there's a lot of that which I I appreciate that even in their worlds they're like no no you're you not not no you're Marta <laughs> yeah, not my right. you know, there's a lot of I'm not your Marta. <laughs> There's yeah, a lot of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we do have the illusion here again, growing inside of you. We, so we know that, you know, whatever went down, stuck, I guess. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, I don't know if they play the ominous tones there, but, you know, really making us sure that we know it's the nameless trio. Right. And, yeah. and uh, the, the whole point of this scene is that uh, this is what Adam is trying to stop. Right. He's trying to, uh, you know, this infinite loop has been... This junction of time has been entangling, 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 and Adam is trying to cut that thread. Right, and Marta and Ava, or Ava, she she knows more than Adam thinks because she knows everything Adam's gonna do, and she's kind of helping the pieces get put into play so that Adam can do this. I think so. It's she's she's the true mastermind. I want to say, but I. I could be wrong, but I think she's the one that's really in charge. Uh, I, I think this episode really uh, points us in that direction. Um, she seems to have... 
It seems that she is more in control, where Adam is more uh, testing a theory. Yes, and if I could mention that dreaded play, <laughs> that Greek play that begins with an A, that shall remain nameless here. Um, I do believe she is in charge of the labyrinth in that, the A name. She is, And yes. so it would make sense that Marta is in charge of this world, and that's, that's how far we're going to go into the classics. Uh, so at the God Particle, we have Claudia, and she is trying to, you know, talk with Jonas. They change the equation. I always love these catch-up scenes, you know, like where they're trying to figure out... Um, <laughs> Uh, get information from somebody and we always come back uh, on a cutscene to somebody like asking a question which I always find funny right and uh, you know thank you for this because there are a lot of questions here uh, you know okay I, I, I'm trying to as you may tell I'm trying to stunt a little uh, probably not doing such a hot job but uh, there's another uh, connection to another uh, show that we used to watch in this uh, scene right here um, the cave has collapsed. There's oh, no way back. Like in Lost. No, well, okay, or, that. Or, yeah. or, am, am I miss what okay. other show? The Oh, I'm so like, okay. okay, tell me. Okay, oh, I'm so, um, The cave has collapsed. Leftovers? Yes. Yeah? In the Leftovers. Uh, in the later scene, first of all, if you have not watched The Leftovers and you finished Dark, Leftovers might be a good next show for you yeah, because it's good. there's yeah. a first of all darker than this. <laughs> is it? I don't know. Well, yeah, it is. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. Uh, yeah. Tougher maybe, watch. Maybe not so much in the yeah. first. Well. Yeah. I think it's a tougher. It's a more depressing show. I would say. Yeah. That, uh, like like I'm saying, it's yeah. it's darker. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. But anyway, there is later in the show. Um. There is a lot of discussion about caves and. Back to the origin, our cave has collapsed. Uh, so, That's right. uh, a little Easter egg for those of you who want to go down that path. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And so the, the, the passage is closed in 2020. Um, and Jonas doesn't have time to wait 33 years, even though Claudia says, hey, maybe what we did changed it when they went back and fiddled with the CCM 130-whatever. Uh, so what, whatever they did, Claudia thinks maybe they changed the path a little bit, a little butterfly effect going on. But Jonas doesn't have time for that. We have yet another scene of, why should I trust you, Jonas? You know, this... Marta. Uh, yeah, Jonas, <laughs> Marta, they, you know, trust me, why? Yeah. Uh, this continual, do I trust myself, yes yeah. or no? And it's, it's like the butterfly meme where, like, Jonas is looking at the butterfly <laughs> and he's like, is this a way to save Martha? Yeah, like, no. yeah it really is. Yeah. Um, but uh, we now move to three hours before... TikTok. TikTok. And Martha go, Marta goes to Bartosh's house, right? Okay, which uh, comment here, and I maybe I, this was earlier and I missed this. Um, but the house is the same house, but it's in a different neighborhood now. I think so. I didn't. It's just like mistier in this world, so I can't really tell. Like, there's it, more cloud cover. Their house used to be all alone in the woods, I yeah. think. Um, and this house, well, it's still a really nice house. It's like sandwiched between mm -hmm. two other big houses, kind of. Okay. I, I so don't that know what that's be, about, but. Uh. That would be different. And they still have that nice glass extension, right? Oh, right, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's still a gorgeous house. Yeah. Um, it's and, not really important. I just wanted to ask <laughs> right no it's it's cool um and martha martha's trying to figure out uh or she's she's letting bartosh know that his dad helped cover something up 30 33 years ago once again we get uh martha appearing to be uh losing it to everyone else and uh you know i just feel bad for martha here because i've 
been in this position where you feel this like what's coming out of your mouth doesn't make any sense to anyone else and you kind of get that but it's so important that you just have to get it out right right <laughs> and uh bartosh he uh he's try- he likes her right he's trying to understand like in this world bartosh is in the friend zone you know, oh, and so he's, hard. He's, he's not with her at all in this world, but I think he probably still wants to be. Oh, and... yeah. You can see on his face a few times, um, you know, especially later, yeah. uh, which we'll get to. Right. <laughs> and so like when he asks, when she asks him to call Alexander, it's like, first of all, Alexander's not an easy guy to get a hold of. This is not such an easy, <laughs> yeah. uh, easy ask. For call Bartosz. your dad. <laughs> and we see that, right? When Bartosz actually does call, he never, uh, he never even picks up. He ignores it. And I... Uh, I, I think I'm a little bit ahead there, but I was so upset when uh, Alexander let me down and he didn't answer the phone call from his son. I was like, ah, Alex, I trusted you. I know. Yeah. We wanted to root for this version so bad. Yes, but um, yeah, I guess it had to happen according to everything that's happened on the show. So, <laughs> And just the terrible parenting that's going on. Just 24-7. Uh, yeah. That's the real root cause of everything. Yeah. Now back to my favorite morgue. Yes. My the mortician. favorite coroner. My She's pit. back. Yay. Yeah. This one a little... You know, not nearly as excited as her alternate version. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, she's a little bit just like yeah, uh, over her job you know, in this world. Yes, something happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Ulrich, you know, he does the same. He's asking almost the exact same questions he asked of her in the first season. You know, is it possible that this body has been preserved? And she's like, absolutely not. This body, you know, probably died a few hours before being found. Um and he sees the scar on the chin. Do you remember that detail I from the do first? Remember right, that the, detail. Um, Absolutely. The, they were fighting oh, as kids, and yeah. yeah, that's his identifying mark that he could remember. You know. You know, um, of all of the characters, um, tragic characters, I think that Mads oh. is probably one of the most poignant. Um, yeah, overlooked too. Yeah, yeah just uh. ugh, you know, uh, because. Of course, like the specter of Mads has been, uh, you know, revisited, revisited, revisited. But here again to see Mads, his face completely uh, disfigured, the scar on the chin. Um, ugh, it really strikes in a different way this time. Yeah, and you know, you bring up that you know Mads is somebody that you know we haven't maybe like we haven't thought about as much, right? And. As we get further away from the first episode, you know, I want to bring up Mikkel, too, because this all started, it was about, it was about Mikkel. Right. And um, that was, like, the first original mystery. And doesn't that seem like we're pretty far away from that right now? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're, we're going, <laughs> well, uh, completely other yeah. dimension, you might yeah. say. <laughs> and I know he does mention in his note in um, the fifth episode of season one, he mentions that uh, he's just, like, a small part in this, you know, complicated puzzle. And I guess that's true. And I guess Mads... It's sad he's a small part in it as well, and um, I guess every part is something tragic about it. Every knot, you know, everything is just terrible for these poor characters. Yeah. Ugh. Um, okay, there is here in this... Okay, so... Is this Ulrich going to confront Helga now? Yes, and uh, so he goes to confront Helga. Um, I have to stop him. I have to stop him. Yes. And who is he trying to stop? You, Ulrich. Ulrich, and... The confused Ulrich face here is com- totally meme-worthy. <laughs> yeah, it is awesome. And it's, it's it's pretty drawn out, right? He like has that face for about five or ten seconds. A and, little too long. <laughs> and then right after that, he lets him go, right? Yeah, you can go. Yeah, and 
Did you did you know where this was going when you let him go? Okay, now uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm uh, you know connecting the it's wrong okay. dots here. Uh-huh. But in the very first or second episode of of the whole um, series, Hel- um, Helga um, gets out. Right, he, he escapes a, f- a few times. He does. Yeah, yeah. and the right. first time, you know, he gets caught by the cops. Correct. The second time. Ulrich follows him. Right. He, Ulrich doesn't let him out in the other world. He okay, just, yes, uh, Helga yes. escapes on his own accord. So okay, that's is, what I was kind of in, yeah. uh, curious so about. So this is a little bit different, but um, I just, I found it really interesting that Ulrich, you know, there's no other police officers that work there that were able to stop him. Huh, um, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, Which actually, uh, it's, a witness, it's a suspect in a murder and Ulrich just let him go. Okay, um, and this is a this is a little side note, little sidetrack here, but we haven't seen uh, any of the other characters from the police department. Um, our friend with the... We uh, have. Wooler. Okay. Oh, not in a while. Not but, in a while. Uh, not That's in a couple I mean episodes. Yeah. So yeah. What's Wooler up to? He's um, trying to get revenge on Ulrich. He I seems like so. he's been, uh, you know... Staring I, daggers at him. I so. guess so. Um, okay, so let's see here. Jonas is dead now, and you killed him. That's what I... Bartosz, when he was summing it up. Yeah. yeah. That's that's another great, you know, moment of the show. Where, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When they cut back and they're asking questions about this ridiculous, the ridiculous plot line. So... Yes. Uh, and Bartosz, uh, yeah, Bartosz's face here, perfect. Uh, another one of those uh, Bartosz left behind. Poor guy. I can't believe like i have done almost a complete 180 on bartosh i used to really really hate him really a lot now i just i, I kind of love him and, and is it the hair i don't know maybe it's the hair and uh the actor i'm growing more sympathetic towards I, you know i never hated the actor did a good job of making me you know not like this character in the first place good job but uh i've really i've come around on bartosh i'm a bartosh fan okay i don't, I don't, wow. know, I don't know what ding. happened yeah um <laughs> So anyway, this is where Bartosz calls his dad, and instead of answering it, he calls Charlotte to come over, and Charlotte's playing the Clausen role in this season. Ah, yes. Right? She's yes. the one that's kind of investigating. and But he invites her to open it up in this one, and he must be a, a pawn, a part of a larger part. He's doing this because um, he knows? I don't know. This, to me, uh, the, you know, what I got from this was it was an omission of guilt. Um... You know, I, I've, I've confessed to my son, now I need to confess to uh, the police, which actually kind of makes me feel like he knows that, uh, you know, shit's about to hit the fan, right? Yeah, so he's trying to make things right. Does he know the apocalypse will happen, do you think? I mean, I think that, uh, you know, why else would he tell his son about his... His name. Yeah. Just kind of like a last... Last minute, or last minute confession. confession. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe I have to rethink my Alexander liking after this, uh, after this <laughs> revelation. Um, okay, so, right, he uh, calls over to Charlotte, um, I want to show you something. So we know that, uh, yeah, we're gonna, this, you know, it, it's it's the inciting incident, right? Yeah. Uh, we can... It's just some dark matter. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um... We, the God Particle and the... And the, the trio, right? Okay, so they split up, which uh, I didn't know was going to happen. I they, didn't really know it was possible. Yeah, me neither. It's a good point. Uh, is that in their contract? <laughs> um, anyway, the they have the God Particle, right? And they're going to travel. And the young one goes in first. Yeah, and, and uh, it, I'd like to note here that it, it stabilizes for Yeah, them. Th- that happens. That yeah. happens oh, okay, when, okay, uh, okay. when they do the time Yeah, you're right, usually. you're right. Yeah. Thanks. 
But um, yeah, so it stabilizes. That's when they're safe to enter. And I'm wondering if maybe when it stabilizes, it, I think it means like they know where it's going to go, right? Because I think in one case, Jonas went into an unstable one and mm. it sent him all the way back to like 1921. I mean, I, that, so, that would fit with, yeah. uh, you know, normally we see it this chaotic uh, formless, and now to see it uh, assume a, a form, yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah, sometimes it does. But anyway, the young one goes in first, then the old one. I was waiting for the middle-aged one to go in, but he remained behind, right? Correct, but he pulls out a device, The correct? orb, yes. which means he's going to go to the other world. So the, 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 the other two are in the original world, I think. So they either, they moved forward or backward. They moved, <laughs> who knows when they were. It's hard to tell in the same Yeah, they, they moved, yeah, but they yeah. moved forward or backwards, yeah. and uh, the middle... They moved to 2020, 20, 20, I think. Oh, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, the middle, who pulled the lever, he's going sideways. Yeah, he went okay. sideways. He's in the other dimension. I, I think that's what it has to mean. <laughs> we're doing our best. <laughs> um, so the, the uh, girl from the future, Sia is her name. And she lets out Martha in the cage, right? And this is where all the teenage boys were really excited because uh, there's the take off all your clothing scene. Okay, I'm glad that you went there first. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, so I had noticed this a little earlier in the episode and I just, you know, I mean, it fits with the plot. But uh, yeah, I, I, I had commented, okay, so we have like girl in cage, girl locked up. Uh, now we have, like, girl being marched by a gun. Take your clothes off at the end of a gun. Uh, you know, that, mm, yeah. I mean, like I said, like, it's fitting with the plot. It's fitting with what's going on here. Uh, I think it's a little gratuitous. Well, it would have been they gratuitous. They don't go far with it, do they? It would have been yeah. gratuitous had they shown her taking her clothes yeah. off. Yeah, and they don't. And I, they don't. Yeah. And I, and I am glad that they don't do that yeah. because I think... <laughs> You know, like, uh, we got, we got the cage image, we got the gun image, we've got the, you know, like, uh, I think that obviously those that are looking to go a little deeper down that can use their imagination, right? Yeah. Yeah, but um, I, I, I did, I, I, uh, noticed this little pattern here. Hmm, um, sure. <laughs> so Sia says that their job is to fill the gaps and find salvation. And they talk about filling the gaps a couple times, right? In this episode. Um, so I'm not sure, uh, what, uh, I'm not sure, like, I guess they've been doing that all along. I'm not really sure. Well, uh, it makes sense to me that if, um, if Jonas and Marta are the origin and they're everything, well, they also can't, well, can't they do everything on their own? Can't they do everything on their own? That's kind of where this fill in the gap character kind of yes. makes sense to me. It, it seems like there's no free will, except especially for the people who are on the original path, because they're seeing, they're going through it and everything already happened, but they had to come back in time and do it in different times. Ugh. Well, I, I think that uh, the sentence here, we the chosen few must fill in the gaps so yeah. you can find your way here and we can finally found salvation. I mean, right. I think that that really helps the storyline. Uh -huh. Why are all of these people so invested in, you know, in what's going on if they're not? So I think that there's kind of this explanation here. Oh, well, these people are participating because they've been promised salvation, right? Right, well, right. Anyway. Isn't that life? Yeah, so, and did Adam let them know that the salvation, it's eternal darkness. Yeah. I guess I'm one of them. Yeah. I want to be one of the chosen yeah. few. Yeah, so maybe I, she's, yeah. they're all down, that's okay. Yeah. They're like, 
Well, maybe like what happens is they read the notebook and they're like, no, no, this is so messed up. We gotta, we gotta, yeah. we gotta just destroy it all. Yeah. I have the spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Ulrich and Francisca, we uh, do see here. Um, well, Maddie's. we see them. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I keep. No, it's okay. You know, yeah. like father, like son. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, but um, we've waited a long time for this moment. Yes, that's what Adam said. I was like, oh, this moment, this is it. This is. Yes. What, so, maybe like after this nothing is planned, right? Maybe we've seen everything that there is to see on the show. I mean, not that we've seen everything. According to Adam's According to Adam's vision, vision, shall we say. And maybe the last two are going to be, you know, what he doesn't predict? I don't know. Well, I think that, uh, you know, we're picking back up on the Magnus and Francisca train uh-huh. here, and uh, we don't have a full explanation of exactly what all they've been up to, what all they've been doing. And so um, to see them here in the scene with Adam, correct? Yeah, the older ones. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. They hold hands. We flash back to them in the woods right. an mm-hmm. hour before the apocalypse. Right. And they're kind of having, um, Magnus is bringing Francisca up to speed on what Marta had said. Right? Right. And they're speaking in sign language. Yep. Um, you can tell they practiced a lot, but that's totally fine. Uh, it's good for people to learn sign language. I'm a big believer in it, so uh, I'm glad that they're trying to... You know, it's we've talked about disability about before, that, yeah. and, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's beyond my capacity to really talk about that, I guess. But we do see them speaking in sign language here. Um, and they do have a cute little moment that if we die today, them together. Yeah, then they'll die together, and Magnus seems to like that. And, uh, yeah, they're... Uh, the truest love story on the show in both worlds. No. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, you know, I'd love to get a little spin-off with them yeah, or, you know, a little more backstory about them and their relationship. I just love, uh, I love the actress that play, uh, portrays Francesca. I think yeah. she's really interesting. And she doesn't get to talk very much in this season, yeah. which I understand because, well... First of all, we're trying to wrap up all these loose ends, um, yeah. but they literally silenced well, her. Well, that's kind of the shame, too, of like a big cast, right, is that um, it's a wonderful cast. It's an ensemble cast, and I like seeing all the different characters. But sometimes, um, you know, you miss out on the actors for a big chunk of the season, right? Or you don't right. even get them sometimes. Or they're standing in the background not saying anything, or as she has down. almost this entire season. Yeah, yeah, she's... Uh, but she, I, she hasn't been on screen as much either. Um, no, no. Yeah. I She has yeah. been noticeably absent. Yeah. And so that's why I think it's interesting yeah. that now we're kind of at the, you know, in the end of this episode, kind of. And uh, we kind of, these roles are picked back up. And so I do believe that we are going to see them be more uh, individual agents in these upcoming uh, episodes. Um I, for one, hope they're not done because I really like them. Yeah, I think, I'm sure if I thought about it, there's some scenes or timelines I could cut in favor of more, like Magnus and Francisco mm-hmm. scenes. Okay, uh, also, like, PG-13 rating. Yeah. <laughs> Warning. Uh, when it said back in the woods, one hour until apocalypse, and then it flashed to them, I was like, okay, are we really supposed to believe that, like, these two are going to be together for an hour? <laughs> well, you know, there could be build-up. They could be uh, just, yeah. you know, just enjoying the petting. <laughs> apocalypse sunset. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, boy, I bet Magnus's face was red when the apocalypse, like, when the bomb was coming towards yeah. him. It was like, oh, no. I wish we could have got a flash to, like, his surprised face. I also, uh, well, you know, it would be a kind of nice little, uh, you could just do a little, like, 
Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> right and you know what? The bunker wasn't too far away. <laughs> yeah, could've... well, you know, that's what you get <laughs> yeah. for being, uh, you know, yeah. a, a sad goth yeah. boy click who doesn't yeah. listen to your supposedly mentally ill sister. Yes, but she was very correct, and uh, he, he, he was wrong, and now he's paying the consequences. Another sad death in the Nielsen family. Yeah. The hits keep coming. Oof. Okay. Um, so are we getting um we're getting close to the montage right? Okay, it's um, weird... but we miss something. Here. We've got Martha riding her bike, and this is um and so like there's a lot of quick scenes coming here, right? I Ugh, think yeah. I think it changes like I'm writing down notes as fast as possible, and it changes from scene to scene to scene very quickly. So just a few things that have been happening in this scene: you get Martha riding, and the the ominous tones from the nameless trio are. Bang, bang, yes. like while okay, she's doing okay, it. Okay. Yep. You have Alexander, he's starting to lead Charlotte into the room with the god part, or the, the stuff, the goo. And um, <laughs> I'd also like to note that these suits are not yellow, they're red, which I... Oh. Very yeah. strange, actually, because yellow has been such a, you know, it's the raincoat, it's, it's the, yeah. you know, it's everything. But, uh, you know, I mean, I know that it's not in the same dimension, so I guess that's the explanation, but... um. You know, it's also kind of interesting that they're in red because they, you know, cause oh. death. <laughs> yeah, it's that's bad. the warning <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I guess just they're always trying to do things that will, like, uh, differentiate the alternate world from the original world. So I guess maybe that's how they wanted to try it. But I do agree that <laughs> they are about to destroy everything. <laughs> um, and then you have Ulrich following Helga. He's leaving a voicemail for Charlotte. He's telling her about the pennies. And this is just like the voicemail he left. So it's not about the pennies in the first one, but he's it's almost beat for beat the same. Um, Isn't it? Um, you know, for a brief moment, you forget that it's a voicemail, and you're like, quick, quick! And then, nope. call me back when you get this. And you're, oh, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, because he's going to be in the 50s. Right. <laughs> or, yeah. or I, I guess that could happen. So, well, can we just talk about Ulrich's fate really quickly on this? Because when the explosion happens, or the apocalypse happens... He's in the cave, right? Correct. And he has gone through the door that says, let there be light. Yeah. So that means he's probably made it, correct? To I, the 50s? Or well, wherever. I think that, I mean, once you're through the door, yeah. you're through, right? Because that's what happened to Katarina. She was in the, um, she was in the cave mm-hmm. when the apocalypse happened in season two. And oh. when season three started, she ended up in 1987. Okay. Yeah. I think that that would make sense. Um, I mean, we know he's going somewhere, so right. we can assume that he has escaped some degree of apocalypse. Yes. So at least I hope. Um, but I know. this show isn't just going to be eternal darkness for the last two episodes, right? <laughs> that would be a real good trailer. Well, there was no music at the end of this episode, uh, so it was kind of a hint. Maybe that's it. <laughs> that, that would be. And then I think I saw that like episode seven has like a perfect 10.0 rating on IMDb. Oh, so, my. Uh, Looking forward to that. Yeah, so maybe maybe everybody's just trolling us and it's just a black screen and <laughs> you just like have to understand it's like Banksy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, got illusions. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, let's see here. How about yep. the, the keepers? Should we talk about? Or no, no, no. Okay. Before we get to that. Ulrich yeah. goes, Ulrich goes yeah. in the cave um, and Bartosz and Marta yes. are shortly behind but here come... Magnus and Francisca. Yes. Adult version. And casting, right, does a good job because you could really tell it's Magnus. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that pouty face. Yeah. I'd know it anyway. Yeah. Don't you know? <laughs> and then uh, it's it. Uh, they do understand that it's Magnus and uh, they, <laughs> they have to take Marta away. This is when she's about to go save Jonas on one of the paths 
and this is where she's going to save him at the end of his apocalypse. And I really wanted Bartosh to go. I was like, go, Bartosh. Get in there, Bartosh. Yeah, I, I really thought that he would be going. Yeah. Um, I thought that, you yeah. know, like, I thought that's how he had been there all along yeah. in these other versions. But, um, you know, I guess not. Not invited, Bartosh. Left behind once again. Yeah, he sees his uh, would-be uh, crush, you know, uh, disappear in front of his eye. Like we said, some things you just can't change. <laughs> yes, no. Bartosh was never meant to go, I guess. But no. I really wanted him to tag along and... I think I, if we get, we have to, that's twice that they've set me up for wanting to see this happen. And if it happens again, I do believe that somebody's going to jump in and travel with them okay. and mess everything up. <laughs> and mess everything you up. Um, we also get one of those moments, uh, the, we're from the future. Wait, not your future, our future. You know? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Sure, I'll go with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little shuffling around. Yeah. But yeah, I have here written... What about me, Bartosh? <laughs> yeah, oh, he's so sad that he's left behind. I know. Yeah. So, um, it's time. This was awesome. I love seeing uh, the keep. Uh, Ava's giving a speech, and she is talking about how these people are the keepers. And Jonas, Adam, he doesn't understand how all this has begun, how everything began. And they are destiny, right? Yes. He'll never be able to untie the knot. So, this scene... Uh, you know, it was great for me, so I can only imagine how those of you who have been living, breathing this stuff like Brian, uh, I think we get a lot of answers, connections, ahas here, right? Absolutely. So we have, she gives out different roles, and it was so cool seeing the different characters she talked to. First, she talks to Bartosh. He's supposed to save yourself and save, to save everybody's life. Then they go to Claudia. She's going to be the guide, um, and she's the guide in the other world. And she's also going to be the eyes to, you know, uh, watch out for things that Adam's doing. So do you want to talk about any of those two first? Um, okay. Uh, here, me again, costumes. I love this Claudia. <laughs> yeah. I love her big bomber jacket and her, like, uh, short, voluminous hairstyle. Ooh, yeah. Um, and uh, she, you know, w when we've seen this iteration of her before... Uh, yeah, she's not the kind of lady I want to be messing with, right? No. She really seems to know what she's about. She knows everything. <laughs> yeah, and, and so uh, in this scene, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Oh, you are so scary because you have a mission, Yes, right? and like, what, like we were saying before, um, Adam, he doesn't know about this, I don't think, and she's putting all these pieces into play so that everything happens like Adam thinks he wants it to happen. Right. So it's such like everybody's playing everybody on so many different levels. Well, it's it's a new take on behind the scenes. Yeah, right? yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, behind the behind behind the scenes, yeah. <laughs> and when I almost stood up and clapped was when I saw Aegon. Uh, and okay. He, yeah. And I couldn't believe that Aegon was in the So it's it, alternate Aegon, and he's a, now a time traveler. The Satanist. He's now a Satanist. The, the very thing he did not want to become. Right. Where he used to question everybody. And he's supposed to create his past to preserve his family tree. And I want to maybe talk about that in a second. Absolutely. And um, the last person we see is Noah. And he's supposed to bring love to make everything new. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, um, no, I also was very excited by Aegon. Um, I'll let you talk about it. But one thing I did want to mention about him is... Uh, you know, when we last saw Aegon in this season, um, ew, really a damning portrayal of him. The fifties version of him was not good. I think the but the eighties version of him has had thirty three years maybe to repent and think about things, drink a lot. Um, but 
by the end, you know, he's a sad old man <laughs> and uh, he just wants to kind of, you know, be with his family more at the end. And uh, that's not the way it's going to work out for him. Yeah, and... this um, I think that this is a really nice um, nod to uh, this redemption idea. Yeah, right? change. Is he that wants you to can change, change yeah. the past. Right. You can reflect. You can change. And so I, I, it was exciting to see him here. Yeah, and I think what I want to do is maybe we can kind of talk about it's it's hard to talk about because like everything is so quick and I think what I want to just talk about really quick is like what I think the roles mean and we can talk about everything in the end with this so like anything goes if you want to bring up anything from the montage I think we can talk about it now and um let me start with Aegon because Aegon he's supposed to create his past to preserve family's trait and we see him go to see Hannah right correct and this is right after we see Hannah have a miscarriage in this world and really tough to see and we kind of knew that the baby wasn't going to be born from the family tree because there was no baby from Hannah and Ulrich. However, I think a lot of us assumed that would probably be because of the apocalypse, not because of a miscarriage. Okay, right. I was going along the thread that whenever this baby was born, that would be occurring at the same time as the apocalypse. Yeah, that could have... I mean, I could have seen that happening with the show too. Like, somebody pull out the orb and they you know, transport or something yeah, at that I, time. Well, yeah. and, and, you know, remains to be seen, I guess. But, um, you know, I think that anytime you choose to include pregnancy, um, there's so much deeper meaning and metaphor behind, right, obviously. So I personally was surprised to see, um, I, mean, I mean, for obvious reasons, but I was surprised to see this miscarriage occurring because, uh, you know, if you were like me, more of a casual, uh, I definitely thought there was going to be more development with the actual delivery of this um, baby. But I guess, yeah, if you've been paying attention and you've been looking at that family tree, you know that uh, that was never going to be a happy ending, right? Right, right. And I'm glad you brought that up, too, because, yeah, if you're not looking at the family tree, you're going to think that, hey, this baby is going to be important because every baby seems to be somebody in the show. So Right. I mean, why not? Yeah, a, yeah exactly. Absolutely. And, um... You know what surprised me too? So when Aegon comes into Hannah, it took me a second to realize, oh my gosh, they have a baby together in the other world <laughs> at, at different times, obviously, Okay, yes, right? yes, yes. So here's what I think is going to happen. I think Aegon is able to time travel with Hannah back to the 50s so he can meet the younger version of himself so that creates the family tree. So that creates, um, you know, Aegon has, and Hannah have a baby. That baby is Sia, the girl uh-huh. from the future. Yes, yes, yes. Sia meets Bartosh. Bartosh has Agnes. Mm. They have they have Agnes and mm. Noah. Agnes eventually has uh, Tranta, which leads to Ulrich, which leads to Mikkel and Marta and everybody. So, you know, a long story. but Entanglement. The quantum entanglement. <laughs> um so I think that's I think that's what's gonna happen, right? Do you think that's fair that Aegon, I, I mean, Aegon and Hannah probably travel back? I think it sounds like you've got all the clues in the right place, and I yeah. think that that also makes sense, right? Is that uh, you know, there has to be some type of incident to come with those two. Right, right. So that's Hannah's storyline, right, uh-huh. through the montage too, right. and Aegon. Um, let's see here. So I mean, and while this is going on, Adam is strapping Marta to, and Again. can you believe? Okay, think just like let's. This is crazy. Adam, talk about like really like destroying your ex or your lover. Like he is taking energy from two apocalypses and <laughs> and funneling it towards Marta, who's poor Marta strapped in a chair. And in she's her getting, nightgown. She's getting the energy from two apocalypses. This is this has gotta be the biggest 
explosion in history. Yeah, um, well, and not a, again, kind of this continuation of, like, let's chain up this girl and... Yeah, it yeah, does it, continue that. Yeah, yeah there, there's a little bit of toxic thread going on there. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that, you know, you can see kind of his... Uh, Glee, I don't. Not that he's openly smiling or anything, but you can see that he is uh, pleased with himself as she's spinning around. Yikes! What do you think before the look before he like turned the lever? He looked a little sad. I thought there almost for a moment like he was going to reconsider. Yeah, I thought he might have stopped for a second. I did. Yeah, so that was the only moment. But yeah, he is like when he's like walking back, he's like. I am Adam in my big collar. I'm just like... <laughs> yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, we do get the scene, uh, we do get a couple times here, she is calling him Jonas, you know, and uh, and it does appear that it has a minimal yeah. effect. It has an effect on me. Like, when he calls, when, yeah. when she calls her Jonas, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, it really does connect the two. Because mm. I can always separate Adam and Jonas for some reason. I don't know if it's their name or... <laughs> just, you know, that they, they look, look completely different. <laughs> yeah, and I never wanted to accept. I was like... One of the last holdups, I was like, "No, Jonas is an Adam. That's not going to happen to my Jonas." <laughs> but right, uh, right. It, it is. It's. I have to accept it. And uh, yeah, it just. Uh, I just couldn't. I, it's like this is harsh, man. The double apocalypse energy coming at. Uh, right. Well, and you know, I think there's also this underlying tone of like, uh, what we're trying to do here is kill a fetus. You know, and that's. Yeah. You. You well, know. Is it kind of like you know like the age-old question of, like, would you go back and kill baby Hitler, like, that uh, people always talk about, too. So, like, is this nameless trio gonna be the cause of a lot of destruction? I mean, we have seen, yes, it is, but... Right. um, I mean, I think... And that's what Ulrich grapples with in um, the season one, is, like, he knows that Helga is gonna go on to kill these kids, and he tries to go back and stop Helga as a child, and he creates the monster, right? Ooh, yeah. Well, you know, I think that that's a... You know, that's a good point, is that really... I mean, I... Had a little bit of issue with how this is was exactly portrayed on screen. Uh, you know, like I said, a little bit of toxicity there. But um, I think you're right. It does hearken to we all uh, have grappled with some of these moral dilemmas, right? Uh, and so when we see it here uh, taking place, no wonder it kind of sits ugh, strangely yeah. with us. No, it's, it's extremely tough. Um and so just continuing the montage. Okay, there is yeah. a great... Go ahead, yeah. <laughs> last, last bit of, on Adam here. Go ahead, yeah. Uh, he has this... He just relishes absolute annihilation. <laughs> he is so happy for this for this sick shit to end. He wants to explode it. But um, he can't... Um, Marta and Ava seem to think that, no, it's not going to happen. He cannot do it, right? And... He's got to be wrong because we still have two episodes left, right? So right, it can't just be the ending in episode six. So okay. what will happen next? Right. Okay. Now there is a. I have a little note here, and I believe. Okay, I did not write down exactly who said it, so I don't want to misquote. That's okay. Um, but That's you know there was a lot going on. Right. Um, there is a scene where someone, I believe it's Adam, but it I says, we're wrong, you and I, in your world ah, and in mine. Adam tells that to Marta, okay, I believe. Okay, there yeah, we go. I and it's so. the opposite yeah. of... Um, the letter that was written. Right, it's the opposite of the letter, and it's a callback a few times to, you know, Jonas telling Marta that we're wrong. But other times, he says that we're a perfect match. So yeah, it's uh, you, you get both of it. It's a, you know, back and forth with these two. <laughs> 
No, in your world, we're perfect together. <laughs> yeah. Well, in one world, it's incest. In another world, like it can't happen because we're traveling across worlds. In so, another world, you know, we actually produce a yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yes. And it's a dis- despicable, terrible baby. <laughs> Yeah. Um, um, okay, and uh, anyway... We have Bartosh meeting Bartosh, which was kind of cool. Yeah, um, I, a lot of... Uh, I, I Just so many uh, looking people in the face in this scene, uh, where there's a lot of uh, this recognition across dimensions, right? Yeah, they, they're really quick to recognize, uh, recognize themselves. I do think it would be a tougher task, but... Uh, you know, <laughs> I guess in this world anything could happen. So I mean, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, the music intensifies. Yeah, uh, I liked it. I liked this montage. I did, yeah. and you know, it snuck up on me because yeah. uh, I heard it long before I heard any voices. Right, um, it was a drawn out one. Right, yeah. I was thinking, okay, is this our musical montage? Are we going to kind of break into an actual song or you know, chorus or bridge or something here? But it really, uh, very drawn out. Yeah. But it was great. I have to, I have to look that up. I didn't quite get the name of the song, but I know it, it was good. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, um, and, uh, just the things that are happening. Alex and Charlotte are opening the barrels, which is going to cause the apocalypse. Yeah, it's ever... Okay. <laughs> Side note about the barrel. I'm like, okay, so it's just been in the barrel, huh? <laughs> okay, well, Claudia and Jonas in one time put the stuff... They traveled backwards to put the stuff in the barrels. And the barrel stuff is, you know, perplexed me for, for, for months and months. When I was trying to write about the show in season one and season two, wakeupwinding.com, uh, I was <laughs> trying to figure out uh, all of these, uh, uh, trying to figure out what's happening with the barrels. And I felt really dumb because I didn't realize until season three that Claudia and Jonas had actually gone back and planted the CCM in the barrel. Okay. But that, so that does happen. I, I guess, you know, this this requires a little more suspension of belief for me because I'm like, I mean, like, are these just the barrels? Like, yeah. like uh, You know, <laughs> the time travel. I mean, if, if the barrels are... Stig- I did write about how they were like these danger barrels and I was like, I know they're important, they're yellow, they have a warning sign, but, uh, you know, it's, it's above my pay grade here. I guess it just seems like in, you know, in, in light of the quantum entanglement, uh, you know, these... Blue plastic barrels. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just seems a uh, kind of counter to yeah. what I counter to the myth, I guess. Here comes the review. A prerequisite for starting a dark podcast <laughs> is having a physics degree and, and knowing what type of barrels yeah. are able to contain this type of. I mean, I guess it makes sense that somewhere these this nuclear waste is being stored in a barrel. I guess the host knowledge of basic barrels is absolutely appalling, <laughs> and I never want to listen to them again. Boo. <laughs> Um, okay, let's see. So, more of the montage. Um, okay, there's there's a lot of great reflection here. Uh, the, the split screen, that's the word I'm yeah. looking for. Um, yeah. A lot of split screen with the... Uh, the nameless the trio, nameless, yeah. Right? Um, the color scheme is really great. We've got blue on one side, red yeah, on the, the other. The bus stop. Right. Yeah. Um, just those subtle differences. And I, you know... What do they do? Okay, that, can you clarify anything for, like, what are they doing? Like, so they're in the... Volu- they're in the... Like, the, the control room. Again, this nuclear power plant stuff. But they went to, like, the volume control room or something, and they're twisting levers and handles and... Well, are they... causing? Are they amplifying it? Like, you know how, like, it wasn't... I, I don't know, is my answer, but... Uh, well, you know how it was, like, 
not a desert in the other world? Are they yes. like are they amplifying it in one world? And did you see the alarms went off in one of the worlds yes. and it didn't in the other world? Oh, did I, good did I, I, think, I think I think you're right. I think only one side was going off. So okay. I'm lost in this. If anybody has like anything without spoiling episode seven and eight about this. Um, definitely let me know. Well, I mean, it, uh, you know, I think that it, it harkens back to the, in this timeline, it could be this way. And, and, um, I think that, um, also just, there's, I mean, it's, it's an apocalypse, right? It's yeah. supposed to feel chaotic. It's supposed to feel like this led to the, you know, it just kind of a domino effect here. Right. And we yeah. can kind of see where the domino splits, um, and causes different reactions, but ultimately, um, it's not good. Uh, the God particle is opening up, um, it, uh... This is it, right? It explodes, and, like, we see, um, I mean, we do see, like, Noah leading Elizabeth to the bunker so that she's safe, and she gets to meet Noah, and they'll have Charlotte, and Charlotte and Peter will have Elizabeth, and oh my gosh. And so, so all that happens, and then, you know, Magnus and Francisco are sitting on the edge of the lake, and I think that's the last image we see, right, is the explosion, uh, goes over, oh, right over them. Yeah, once again, what a love, Mac, was a sad face. Uh, they needed One to last that. shot. Yeah, yeah. That would have been the ultimate yeah. uh, whimper. <laughs> yeah. I know that, like, the end of production got ruined by COVID. Like, they, they couldn't oh. do as many. Uh, and this is so stupid and not right, but I just thought that, like, maybe they, uh, maybe they, this was a scene they needed to go back and pick up, but COVID ruined it. They couldn't get the Magnus reaction shot they needed. Darn it. <laughs> yeah. Darn it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I, well, I have here somewhere that, you know, really, if you are. And, and w- this is also where we have our final shot of um, Katarina and Mikkel, correct? Oh, yeah. They hug. Yep, yep, yep. They, yes. they hug in their room. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and yeah. so, uh, you know, it kind of begs the question here, uh, you know, if you're going to go out, like, a, if, if it wasn't an apocalypse, where would you like to be? What would you like to be doing, right? And, yeah, with your loved ones. Yeah, so. yeah. For some people, they'd like to drink themselves to death. For some people, they'd rather, you know, take their own life. But for a lot of us, uh, you know, it's, I'd just like to be snuggled up yeah. with a person I love and let the let the darkness take me. That's true. And then you have the people who are trying to change it, right? You know, right. The, the keepers, the travelers, the people who are either trying to keep it running or the people who are trying to blow it all up. So... Yeah, there are just different reactions to, to this apocalypse, right? right? Um, we do have a final uh, image of Marta. Poor girl, she's getting spun around, and there's lightning. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's my real gosh. bad. Yeah. Um, and I think that, yeah, so Marta spun around, lightning, bad. Then we have uh, Magnus and Francisca, and then we have the ultimate explosion. And it's quiet, right? No music. Yeah. I've always loved that choice. I do think it's a really bold choice. Um, the one that really sticks out to me is uh, in Game of Thrones. They chose not to play music during the credits right after the Red Wedding. Yeah. And I that, I think, is probably the most powerful choice of that whole episode, in my opinion. Um, but uh, it's it's a similar effect here. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, I don't think another episode of Dark has ended like that, so... Um, I could be wrong, but I think it was a good time to pull that choice out. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have arrived. This the apocalypse has happened. <laughs> it's correct? happened now. Yeah, and from here, Elisa, I really, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have mm-hmm. a lot of predictions here, other than I think Hannah will end up in the fifties in the other world. I think. Are are we gonna see like? The only thing I can imagine seeing next is, you know, Ulrich going back in time, Hannah going back in time in that other world. Because mm. those threads maybe need to be picked up on. Maybe not. But 
I really don't know what we're going to see in episode seven. It could be anything, really. Okay, so let me think. I think that we will get more of Hannah and Helen. Okay. Um, yep, because they traveled right. back, yeah. I think that we will get more of Magnus, Francisca, and um, that version of Marta. Like the older version of them. The Marta, with, yeah, 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 just yeah. traveled. Gotcha. I think we'll get more of them. Uh-huh. Jonas, the stranger, probably will have a big part in, okay. in it. He hasn't been in it. He was only in it a little yeah. bit. And don't you feel like there has to be some kind of wrapping up back in the 1800s? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. with the Tanhouse storyline. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll see some of that. Yeah. Middle-aged Marta was there at the end. She dropped off the okay. letter. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, I suspect that we'll spend some time, and maybe even... Uh, yeah, I think we'll spend some time in Desert Winden. Yes, yeah. Um, but I guess, you Lost know, Winden. now that we are, you know, uh, this is going to be the penultimate next episode, right? Yes, and I really do think it's going to be good. I uh, I think I read that that was the 10.0 episode, so I'm so let me, very excited. Uh, let's, would you like to wager a little bit? Where, okay. what time will we be in? And where do you think that this show will end? Okay, I okay. I think it will end in 2019 with Michael hanging himself because the beginning <gasps> is the end. So oh, that okay. Or 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 it doesn't happen, right? Or like maybe something changes. So I. Well, that's just my guess. That's where I think we're gonna end. Okay. I, well, I think it's a very safe bet um, to say that we will be in that house. Yeah. Um, and perhaps in that studio. We've seen that house uh, house a few different yeah, families. Yeah, ways different. So yeah. I think that, but I do think you're uh, right on there, that the beginning and the end is uh, very um, important in this series. They hammer that, right? Yeah, <laughs> so I think you're right. So then that begs the question, um, how are we going, like, uh, because <laughs> somehow we're going to have to have some storyline with Michael, the adult. Yeah, I, I would like to see him come back into play. And Hannah. Yes. Yeah, we should see it here. In Masseuse world. We don't even know what happened to Hannah in the original world. Because she mm. leaves Aegon, right, in the 50s. And right. we don't know what happens to her. She just, she, she leaves with her time traveling device again. <sighs> okay, so, yeah. So maybe more on that. You know, we haven't seen, like, Bartosh and... See a meet. We haven't seen a lot of like some of these things happen. Yeah, some of, some of the uh, you know, dare I say, extraneous. No, that doesn't exist in the world. Of Everything's connected. <laughs> dark, so, yeah. But some of these relationships yeah. that we you know yeah. have not spent much time on, we've only kind of been able to identify them as connected. Yeah. Right. Get some clarification. Okay, so then let yeah. me ask kind of an opposite question. Um. Do you think there's any characters that have been laid down to rest that are not going to get picked up? Well, I mean, I'm thinking about, like, Katarina's dead in both This worlds, is what I'm... Right? Katarina, uh, yeah. Does she have a future in this... Alternate yeah. worlds? Can they save her? Because, like, they talk about saving one of the worlds, and maybe it's the alternate worlds, but I, I kind of don't think so. I think... I just think... I don't know if Adam... I can't trust Adam or Ava... I don't know. I don't know what either. I know what they want now, but I just don't believe them, and I don't think this not is solvable. Well, yeah, heard that. Yeah. But um, no, I think uh, you know we've seen, uh, like we were talking about earlier this episode, uh, we've kind of seen both ends of the spectrum for Katarina: a tragic end and a um, you know fitting more touching end. Or, yeah. end. 
And so I, I think that if the, uh, you know, given that we have a very limited amount of time left, yeah, I think that true. if there was a choice to bring back Katarina, it would not be in a major independent actor type of way, right? It would be more of a uh, musical montage yeah. type of way. <laughs> or, you know, past version of her, you know, the the youthful, the, the teenage yeah. version of her still uh, in play. Maybe even versions that have already happened. You yeah. know, like no new development. That's true. Like we could go back to like 2019 where she was alive and before and, that, yeah. Yeah, and maybe even, I could even see them like reusing yeah. the exact same scenes, yeah, right? definitely. Um, the one mystery I definitely want to find out about is Alexander Boris. Okay. You know, I want, that has been kind of hanging out there. Since like season one, where um, Alexander comes into the to the scene with a gunshot wound, and he stops Ulrich and Katarina from bullying Regina, and that's how they ah, meet. Ah, yes. I, he's been mysterious ever since. So I would really like some clarification on him. Well, and I think that it's kind of been set up that uh, he is a man of secrets yep. in both worlds, yep. and so uh, it would not surprise me that some of his secrets really shine the light on everything else, yeah. right? And as the owner of the power plant or the man in charge, I mean, it's, in the, it's like the key to everything is the power plant, so. Correct, correct. Yeah. Um, what about Ulrich? You think we're going to spend more time with Ulrich? Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to see him follow Helga and we're going to see him probably give Helga the, um, destroy Helga's eye like he destroyed his ear in the other mm. world. Um, I do think we're probably going to see that, but. Maybe that doesn't need to be seen because we can infer it. So okay. um, yeah, how, they might do some new stuff instead. Well, and I think that that's what I'm really excited to see is which things are going to be uh, laid before us. We see them with our own eyes. And which um, connections are we expected to make on our own? Um, yeah. Which is very daunting. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> um, I do feel like I have a better handle on it just talking through it with you for for this show though um this has been this was a really complicated episode this episode was action-packed um i mean i've said before that this show is very rich um yeah this one uh yeah when we talk about rich and layers uh, this was not a chocolate cake this was like a baklava <laughs> yeah. layer upon layer upon layer just uh presented before us in one stack what i'm hoping to see is that uh this apocalypse clears the path moving forward for the most essential storylines to be told. Yeah, and I think I think it will, and I, I think that they will. I think it'll tie up pretty nicely. I think I trust them. I think it'll be okay. But I'm very excited to see what happens in the, in the next two. I know. Yeah. Will Bartosh get left behind once again? <laughs> Bartosh is crucial. One eighty on Bartosh, Team Bartosh. Right. Yeah. Um. Any other yeah. big thoughts or last? laughs or theories <laughs> not really a last laugh or theory but i just i did want to kind of just take time to say thank you to you know we had some more nice reviews and i want to just kind of say thank you to those people um uh let me shout out big time lost the user named big time lost uh there's andrea she wrote a nice review too and also um gug kaddish i believe is what it was but he wrote, um, that person wrote a very nice review too and uh thank you so much it's so appreciated um, you know, we're just trying to get started here and, uh, doing the best we can and, uh, really appreciate that some of you are liking it. So thank you so much. Yeah. And I want to say thank you to all of, uh, the listeners out there that are like, who is this lady? Did she ever watch this show? Um, it's important that, uh, you know, Brian is, uh, my best friend and, uh, I, you know, have been so impressed with the work that he's done. And so, you know, uh, if, 
if me coming on and, uh, you know, making my bad jokes and cackling at the top of my lungs uh, <laughs> is not your scene, well, I guess it's a good thing we're not married then, because uh, Brian and I are married, and, uh, you know, we get to hang out together and do this for fun. So. Yeah, and, like, I just want to open up. Like, Dark, I, want, I wanted to start this project so, like, that a lot of my friends might watch it and that I just want more people to know about it. So, and I think it's important that we have, you know, views from everybody and views from different viewpoints of, you know, fandom in dark and because it's a big world and uh, there's room for everybody. So, and like, we want to be on record as saying that uh, this show is complicated. So if you feel like this show is beyond your grasp or just, you know, a little too tough for you, you're not alone and uh, we're here for you. And, if you are uh, a little bit, uh, you know, beyond our 10th grade level, go on Reddit. <laughs> Start your own damn podcast. <laughs> Let me review that one. That's what I want to do. All right. Um, but thank you so much because I knew there's so many nice people though that have, uh, it's been awesome. And like, that's the reason I want to keep doing this. So thank you so much to anybody who's reached out and said something kind about the show. It really means the world to me. So anything else, Elisa, before we sign off? I mean, how many Martas? <laughs> how I many think Martas? there will be 12 Martas in the last episode. All right. Yes. Uh, a dozen Martas. Yes, that's what's coming up. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, have a great day. And uh, two more episodes left here on our re- on our watch. Just our first watch. Tschüss. <laughs> Tschüss.